Welcome to another episode of Ask the Zamboni Experts. Today we have Mr. Debonair Richard Dwyer. We have Judy Sladke, a five-time U.S. Ice Dancing Champion and Snoopy since 1979. And to round out the trio, Paige Scott, the VP GM of Yerba Buena Ice Skating Center and Bowling Center. Welcome all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. I do have it, to say I portray Snoopy. I'm not just nosy. <laughs> My neighbor introduces me as her Snoopy neighbor, and I say, no, 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 that has a totally different connotation. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to this. Judy, I've met you a couple times. Paige, I've known you for uh, a few years. I met you, I think, when you were 12, because it's probably been at least 15 years that I've known you. And, <laughs> and Richard, um, I enjoyed watching you skate at the Met Center. Um, I usually use the term 100 years ago when I was young, but it wasn't quite that long ago because you're not anywhere close to that age. Um, it was special for me to watch you skate many years at the Met Center when my dad worked there. So um, welcome you all. We've got uh, several questions that we're gonna ask and hopefully we'll have a great time reliving some fond memories uh, while we go through the trials and tribulations that we're under these days. Um, Thanks. Judy, Judy, could you tell us a little bit about um, skating in a costume, how much they weigh and how it is that you're able to skate and how long does it take you to get in and out of that costume? Well, first of all, um, I don't like to think of it as a costume. I feel like I get paid to tell people that don't believe that I am Snoopy. Um, but he, I would say Snoopy's about 35 pounds with the skates. Uh, Alice Nuffleupagus on Sesame Street has a 38-pound head, and I'm skating on all fours. Um, <laughs> and many of those, they're, I'd say that usually they're around 35 pounds. Um, it takes quite a bit with skates. The the skates actually go through the bottom of the foot. Don't tell Snoopy because he hates to hear about this. Um, they go through the bottom of the foot, and then they're Velcroed or hooked in so that just the blade is out. And with Snoopy, they don't like Snoopy to look like he has on skates because in the cartoon, Snoopy does not, and then on the strip, he doesn't wear skates. So his feet are almost to the bottom, which really ruins my edges a lot. But um, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I can't see anything, but other than that, it's great. Cool, cool. Well, his paws are what he slides around on, and you've got right. just just a little bit of help underneath your paws on your your. No, he's real. It's with. his paws. Okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> hey, if I can believe he's real, anybody can. <laughs> hey, in this day and age, I'm willing to accept anything that uh, puts a smile on my face, and Snoopy definitely does that. So thank you very much. Um, Paige, you um, skated in the shows. Um, I, that I saw, not uh, probably not, didn't see you, but could you tell us uh, your experience with the shows uh, as well as your family ties to it? Because I believe that uh, maybe your mom skated as well. Is that correct? Yes. Um, All right. Folklore has it that <laughs> she skated in Hatboro, Pennsylvania in Lansdowne at a ice and coal company. And uh, she joined the show, Ice Follies, in 1959, uh, I believe, with Frank Carroll and Barbara Rolls. They all joined at the same time. I believe that was the unfortunate uh, year of the world team plane crash. So at that point, many people went pro. And so Ice Folly's home was in San Francisco uh, at Winterland, home of the Grateful Dead as well. And <laughs> Uh, my grandfather and my father were both stagehands. So the figure skater met the stagehand, love story, here I am. And then, uh, yeah, I, they couldn't keep me off the ice. They tried. They knew what the skater life was going to be like, and they tried real hard, and they rottenly succeeded. Um, and what roles did you have with the show? I went into ice. I turned pro when I was 13 because I didn't like competition. I skated on plastic ice for many years. 
and then um, joined Ice Capades as soon as I was old enough, and then ended up going to uh, Charles Schultz and skating a few years there. And that's where I met Miss Judy. And one of my fondest memories is uh, sharing a dressing room with Miss Judy because there was only one place she could really stay most of the show. And it was fun to just go sit next to her all the time. You always knew where she was. <laughs> and then, um, then also Richard started doing the shows who my mom was in the show with. And then I had the incredible honor of being a Dwyer girl one year. Every was up wanting to be a Dwyer girl and I finally got to do it. But there is one thing I think I am the only person can say I skated on a grand piano while Snoopy played the piano. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. About 40 feet in the air. And I skated on a grand piano while uh, someone played with the keys. So just being able to uh, skate with these two icons is goosebumps, let me tell you. Well, we're going to ask Mr. Debonair, and I, I hope you don't mind if I use that title, Richard. I, I do it with great honor uh, to you. You are one of the classiest men I have ever met in my entire life. Um, when my father was alive, you would always ask me how he was doing, and I don't know how in the world you would remember him because he was uh, the chief engineer at the Met Center, other than um, doing uh, the ice, getting it prepped for you when you would skate there. But um, it is such an honor to have you here uh, today. Uh, I do have a question for you. How many roses do you suppose you gave out in your skating career? Well, I, I think about 15,000 bouquets. Uh, that's how many performances I think I skated in. Uh, starting in 1950, when we used to do uh, almost 400 shows a year. and uh, and I stayed 30 years with Follies. Of course, it, it reduced after a while because the buildings were bigger and we didn't have as long a, a stay in each arena. But uh, it was fantastic. And I used to get letters from all the, well, many of those ladies and, uh, you know, thanking me. And so that, that was a big part of my life. My God, I had a, a real fan club. I'll, I'll bet you did. And I, as I've told people while I've been doing this, I'm going back to what I actually went to school for, um, but I have a face for radio where you have a face for TV. Um, you're one of the best looking men I think I've ever seen in my lifetime. And uh, again, classy beyond belief. I do have a question for you because I was doing a little bit of reading to prep for this. Did you ever get into broadcasting? Because that was one of the things that it mentioned in an article that uh, you might do after you retired. I, I certainly tried and did not succeed, unfortunately. But uh, there was a point after I left Ice Follies, I had a chance to go to uh, St. Louis, uh, Channel 11, I think it was, and uh, I got nervous. I, I, you know, one thing, I'm not good at pronouncing names, and there were other things that I thought, oh my God, Richard, uh, it's not gonna work. But I did try for a whole year. I did auditions, I had a demo tape, and uh, it was it was a challenge. It was fun, and so anyway, uh, I went and skated for Charles Schultz in uh, the summer of '81, I think it was. And uh, immediately, I got a call from Ice Capade saying, "Will you please come over and have lunch with us?" So then, that's how I got that job. All of a sudden, I realized skating's what I love, and uh, I better go back and uh, do what I do uh, and. Uh, enjoy it and have fun. And by the way, Beth Ann Uber, your mom, Paige, my God, uh, that was the great thing. I got to work uh, with uh, different generations of families and, and it was fun. And Judy, her dad, uh, when we played uh, Indianapolis, he made sure that I got to go around the Indianapolis uh, Speedway on a bus just so I would have that experience. And he spent a whole day with me. What a great guy. So I, I've had fun with families, uh, and uh, it's wonderful. What a life. Okay, Doug, right here is where I have to interrupt. That is fine. Jump in and ask any questions, either of you. No, no. Snoopy. 
had to do Richard Dwyer's number. <laughs> yes. In the 1993, I think it was, uh, Schultz yes. show. You had all your bells. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Richard, you know, I can do a Choctaw, but I... Uh, Lifting that leg, I can't, I can't do a uh, spread eagle, so that was just ended the whole thing. I'm not kidding. I've never been so nervous to do something in my life. I but had you, to. Snoopy had on his tuxedo, and he then he had to go backstage, and they ripped off his hat, and they ripped off his jacket, and he came skating back out. I don't know how you did it, Richard. Well, it was fun, but you are terrific. Oh my God, uh, we all admire you. And you, you wear so many different outfits. <laughs> You're a multi-texted uh, 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 skater. You can do it all. And also, Doug, on that one, I became the commentator. I worked for ESPN for 11 years and did all their skating. That's awesome. That was, well, I don't know if this is necessarily my dream. When I went to school for broadcasting, it was more to be the next Al Shaver. Or the next Howard Cosell, who was my true idol when I was growing up. But you didn't uh, want to it, n no, I didn't know enough about skating. All, I could tell, like when I was in, and it's a question we'll have later. But uh, when I was in China and got uh, to visit with Ted Wilson, um, I watched the skaters. It was a Lalique Cup, I think it was, and all I gauged them by was who fell down the least as to who was the winner. <laughs> so. It was that that's my extent. I can't do a Wally Wally. I can't do a twizzle. And I couldn't tell you what an inside edge or an outside edge is. That's so, crazy. Yeah, Judy, uh, how does someone transition from being a champion skater to becoming Snoopy? Well, um, when we joined the ice show, unlike Richard and Paige, Jim and I were five times national ice dancing champions, and we knew that in three years when our contract was up, there was going to be another dance champion. We were out. Uh, so I started looking around to see what we might be able to do to increase the amount of work we gave them without increasing into the Jim and Judy show. And I saw Inky Dink. Remember Inky, Richard? I sure do. Yeah. Oh, that was the mascot. Yeah, he was the bear for Iceville. He was so cute. And I thought, I can do that. So I went to the Maxons and I said, Jim and I want to do characters. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. We would never put our champions into that. And I said, oh, please, please. Well, within about, I think, three or four months of my pleading, uh, Jim Henson had contacted them or they contacted him. I'm not sure how. And Sesame was going to go on in Ice Follies. And all of a sudden, Jim and I were great for it, apparently, because Bert and Ernie could do throw axles and dust spirals and everything. <laughs> and they yeah. were able to say to Jim Henson, oh, we have these national champions that would love to be in your characters. And so then wow. after that, That's Sparky amazing. asked me, he saw the Ernie worker, he heard about it, and he said, would you be Snoopy? I said, yes. Well, for those who don't know who she means by Sparky, that's what uh, Charles Schultz would ask us to call him, is Sparky. Yeah, that was his name. Uh, a true, true, another true gentleman. Um, it kind of leads to one of the questions of, I, I, I can see your personality because I'm getting to see your face, Judy. How is it that um, your personality became Snoopy's personality or vice versa? Well, actually, I, I, I did my first show at the arena, the Redwood Empire Ice Arena in 1969. And the whole time I was there, Sparky would say, Judy, you are just like Snoopy. How much you act like Snoopy. You're Snoopy. And then 10 years later, he said, well, I guess you are. So here. <laughs> yeah. So I think that I think that Snoopy and I are very similar. I think so. I think he's. He shines very well through your eyes. Um, Richard, did you ever skate with somebody as part of a two-skater animal? Uh, actually, the only thing I ever did, um, <laughs> I was at the Winterland Ice Arena one day, 
And they came running and said, Richard, quick, you've got to become the rear end of the uh, whatever the character was, because they were taking photos for the program for the next year. And that kid hadn't shown up for the photo shoot. So that was I was the back end of that uh, whatever horse or whatever it was. Was it spark plug? It was spark plug. Well, it would have been fun if it had been spark plug. But uh, it, it was neat. It was neat. And uh, I got to be Snoopy once. Did you know that, Judy? No, I think I'm a little horrified. How tall are you? Uh, well, anyway, I did a throw axle as Snoopy uh, with uh, my partner for one of the shots for the um, TV special. And so I know, I can't believe how you perform and what <laughs> you do and uh, that you're still doing. I remember you did a back flip in one show. Bravo, bravo, every night. And you and flew the, too, didn't you? In yeah, zero she did gravity. It all. Yeah. yeah. Sparky, oh my God. On that trampoline thing, Karen Kresge had the show set up. She had Snoopy just skating in front of the trampoline. Well, it's Snoopy's show, Doug. What are you thinking? So I said, excuse me, there's something going on behind Snoopy that's better than what Snoopy's doing? I don't think so. So I, she said, well, ask Sparky. So I went over to Sparky, who was usually at our rehearsals, and I said, Sparky, Kresge says I can't be on the, that Snoopy can't do uh, anything on the trampoline. He said, well, if you can do a backflip, you can do it. By the morning, the next morning, I had the backflip. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. That was amazing. That's uh, incredible. Not, not real smart. Fun. That's incredible. My father had a business partner who used to be the back half of a horse, I believe. His name was Art Nicholas, and um, he skated with the ice capades or ice follies long, long ago. Um, None of you, this group, are old enough to have uh, been around when he was when he was doing that. But um, who's got a funny costume story, like maybe a costume failure, like at the Super Bowl uh, page, or Judy or Richard? Did you ever have anything like maybe pants split? Anything along, along those lines? I, I wow. did have my pants split once. I'll never forget it in Detroit, and uh, of course I had the tails. So I thought, well, it's probably not so obvious. It was, but anyway, I got through the routine. And uh, and I think the other thing that I, I remember doing, uh, being the debonair is supposed to be so smooth and suave. And uh, I had those gorgeous girls and the beautiful gowns and I stumbled doing a back crossover and slid under one of the girl's skirts and they were the big hoop skirts. And uh, uh, I had to come out and, uh, you know, I didn't, didn't match the image that I was trying to portray, that's for sure. And I had, before I was ever a Dwyer girl or got to work with Richard, when I was in Ice Capades, um, you know, it's, I guess, flat, imita, imi, Im, when you imitate somebody, it's the best form of flattery. Right. Uh, Brad Dowd, you allowed Brad Dowd to do a spoof on your traditional number. Yes. So I got to be one of those girls in those gigantic hoop skirts. And the first thing I got to do was trip and fall and have that skirt go over my head. Yeah, that, that, uh, Brad was terrific. Yes. Oh, my God. With, with the costume characters, when I was in Capades, we were Smurfs. So uh, those heads were pretty big. Um, they were probably much lighter than um, Snoopy's. But uh, there were a couple of things. Is the first rule is don't fart in your Smurf suit, <laughs> and then make sure your straps were hooked on properly because if you hit a dash too hard, um, when you're meeting and greeting the children and your head goes rolling down the aisle, and the kids are looking at you screaming and yelling, it was mortifying. Your hair's all up on top and you're screaming, where's my head? And the kids that you're shaking their hands, they stole your gloves. Yeah, I, I got a little audience petrified at that point. <laughs> the good old days, the good old days. There Ruby doesn't were... ever have that happen. He's real. There you go. There were a couple of skaters that I used to watch a long time ago, Frick and Frack. Um, 
were you any of you ever scared of a particular stunt or trick that uh, you were asked to perform on ice? Uh, no, but I will mention uh, I, I got to work with Frick for one week in Montreal because uh, his assistant uh, had to go home for a family emergency, and that was an unreal experience. So I got my week of comedy, and we did that rear end miss, and I was nervous because with Frick, you didn't want to mess up. He was <laughs> perfectionist, and we came pretty close. And uh, but it was oh my god, great fun! I'll never forget it. Judy, did uh, did you have any times where Snoopy was scared to come out of his doghouse? Oh no, um, this is going to take just a little bit. But you said you can edit. Um, it wasn't on ice. The only time I ever said no to Sparky is he wanted Snoopy and therefore me, to jump out of a hot air balloon into a lake. It was for a movie where Snoopy was kidnapped by a bad man, and the way and he was taken up on a, on a hot air balloon, and the only way he could get out was to jump into a lake, and I said, no. And Sparky said, but you're a scuba diver. You, we'll give you scuba. I said, no. He said, I said, he said, why not? I said, because it might fall out of my mouth. I'd be sitting there. I'd be seeing it, and I'm dying because, of course, I'd go right to the bottom of the lake. He said, well, we'll duct tape it to your mouth. I said, no. He said, well, uh, he said, I can, I can hire some Navy SEAL divers to be down at the bottom to give you air in case you don't have it. I said, no. So he went out into the Arizona desert or wherever they found this little lake. And he, they threw one of those big stuffed Snoopies out of it. And he called me immediately after. And he said, oh, you won't believe it. He said, that thing hit the water and it flew into a million pieces. It could have been you. <laughs> oh, Sparky. Oh. <laughs> of course he'd have Navy SEAL. I said no. <laughs> then, then one time, oh, 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 hurry, I'm sorry. One time, the Coast Guard wanted Snoopy to parasail down the East River. And um, and of course I said yes. I say yes to almost anything. And um, they, I came to them that day and they said, oh, we're sorry, Snoopy can't parasail. And I thought, oh, phew. He's, they said, um, we're right across from the United Nations and we hear there's there's a sniper there that if they see anything unusual, they're going to shoot it down. We think that's unusual. <laughs> oh, I didn't do that either. Anyway, oh. I know that this is going to, because of the careers that you all three have had, it's going to be a difficult question to narrow it down to just one. But do you have a favorite performance memory? Well, I'd have to say uh, when I got to uh, skate in New York for the Ice Theater in New York, uh, it was a moment with a, a lot of my partners, uh, some fabulous, talented people from the skating world. And that, that was a big night for me that I never forgot. Uh, it, it was just magical uh, to be with your friends. And uh, I stood up. I didn't fall, thank God. But I was a nervous wreck. And, you were there, uh, right, Paige? Yes. Yeah, we were yeah. all there. Yeah, it was just, I, I mean, that night was special to me. Uh, also, the, I, I got to skate with Brian Boitano in uh, Atlantic City with all those superstar champions, and that was another moment that uh, was special. But they were all special, you know. Every night we got out there, it was a great, a great thrill just to be a part of ice follies, ice capades, whatever. Absolutely. How about you, how about you, uh, Judy? Favorite memory. Yeah, I don't know. I always used to, this is not very kind of me, but I always used to love it because when we did this, the Santa Rosa Ice Show and Snoopy was there, he wasn't there for the rehearsals. And on the first rehearsals, anybody who was like the big star that came in, every every um, show they'd ever been in, they were the last bow. And so we'd rehearse the finale and they'd all stand there and they'd stand in the middle and then somebody would go up, oh, by the way, that's Snoopy's place. <laughs> I just used to love seeing them just move aside. 
That's awesome. Until they got a Dorothy Hamill doll. Then we didn't know for sure which way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, the the one woman that uh, Karen Kresge, who we all uh, had the fortune of working with for so many years, so creative and really pushed all of us to our limits. I think um, skating on top of that grand piano with, with you, Judy, was uh, an amazing uh, journey, but uh, so many, many, many fond memories. It's really hard to narrow it down. I think one of my most favorite skating memories was in the Santa Rosa show when Taller Cranston had a competition. He was the star of the show, and Taller Cranston had a competition at the end of the the run and he was going to give away his private artwork for first, second and third. And so anybody that wanted to enter it could and we, I got to do it. And I actually placed and I got a Taller Cranston original and the painting didn't have skates on it. I'm like, Taller, I need skates on this. So I got to sit on the floor in the ladies' dressing room and watch Taller Cranston paint ice skates on this beautiful creation of his. So that's one of my favorite moments. That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, do any of you have a mentor or someone who really fostered your love of skating? Well, I can say Roy Shipstead was my hero and uh, our family went to the Ice Follies in 1943, and uh, that's what started the whole family uh, into this sport. And my dad loved to skate, and uh, Roy was, I, I just took a magical feeling towards what he did. And uh, little did I know that he was going to open the door for me to have a lifetime career. And, uh, and he was a great man, and uh, he meant a lot to me. And uh, so that, 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 he was a special guy. How about you, Judy? Um, I guess for for skating um, as me, it was Jim Sladke and Ron Ludington. I was very, very young. I was national champion when I was 17. And in dancing, that's very young. And I was just this little kid from Indiana. I didn't know anything. And so um, they just kind of took me along and just I just followed and said, okay, what do you want me to do? And I did it. Um, as far as skating as a character, it's Tenley Albright. Tenley Albright did a frog number. Tenley was the uh, Olympic champion about the same time as Carol Heiss. And um, she did a frog number. And that was one of the reasons that I thought, hmm, maybe we could do something. And I talked to her and she said, yeah, go ahead. It's fun. So that was one of the reasons that I thought skating as a character would be fun. Great, great. Paige, how about you? Karen Kresge, hands down. I just have learned so much from creating a production, performing in a production, uh, teching it, uh, costuming it, absolute, cutting the music for it, envisioning it. Everything from A to Z uh, is incredible uh, bravo for karen she's fabulous she is she is fabulous that kind of throws me a softball pitch i was doing some reading which will probably shock many but um i read a little bit about uh ted wilson who all of us i think know i know Paige does i know richard does most definitely and judy maybe um you know ted as well um that was one of the things that came out to me in doing some reading was that Ted was um, into doing large productions and shows. And that was one of the things that attracted you to spending time in the locations that Ted was all over the world. Richard, could you maybe elaborate a little bit about some of that and uh, your experiences abroad with him? Oh, that was fabulous. Yeah, Ted Wilson uh, was uh, a great talent. And uh, one of the Moments in my life, I got an invite to go to Dubai in 1982, I guess it was, or 83, and uh, to go to this part of the world. And he was producing a show at the uh, Hyatt Regency. And uh, oh my gosh, uh, it was a thrill. And he was a genius. He did some great things. 
and I got to go to Dubai and participate in his performances. But he would, just like you were talking about, create the scenes. They did uh, the yellow brick road, you know, uh, uh, everything, the costumes. Uh, he was a genius. And then when he uh, transferred and went to Hong Kong, it opened a new door for me. So I got invited there at to skate at City Plaza and then uh, different places and in China. In fact, the last time I skated for Ted was in uh, Hangzhou in uh, 2010. And my partner, I did Singing in the Rain with Nathan Chen. Nathan Chen was 10 years old and could outskate me unbelievably. And what a showman. Oh, my God. That, uh, but, you know, Ted just had ideas. And he said, well, I got a partner for you. I said, well, who's that? He said, well, you'll find out when you get here. You know, and we, we had this great time. Oh, my God. Ted was a genius. I, I miss him. I agree. What a what a wonderful man. Uh, and he was very active in promoting skating constantly all over the world. No matter where you went, he was helping put on international competitions and uh, it was amazing. He, he was kind of, kind of like the father to skating in China. I was blessed enough to uh, visit him more than a couple times. And the last time that Ted was still alive, um, I got to see Nathan Chen skate to Peter and the Wolf. When uh, and I, I have pictures, not very good pictures, but I bet Nathan couldn't have been more than five or six years old. And you. As much as I know about skating, I could tell that he was a talent um, because he was such a uh, incredible skater at such a young age. It was amazing, and it's been fun to watch him grow uh, and develop. Unbelievable. Yeah. Richard, did you um, ever drive a Zamboni machine while you were working at Woolman Rink? Uh, I didn't drive one at Woolman Rink. But I did drive the Zamboni when I was manager, uh, one of the managers at uh, the Redwood Empire Ice Arena working for Sparky, Charles Schultz. And uh, one of the memories that I have is when I would go to drive the Zamboni, if uh, Sparky was in the coffee shop, uh, and when I would come around that corner, uh, because all the windows faced the ice rink, Great, great, thank you. And what was your first encounter with a Zamboni machine? Well, I remember in the 1940s when I was skating uh, as an amateur going down to Paramount and uh, I met Frank Zamboni and I watched, uh, we watched him put that thing together and uh, it was fantastic. We, you know, we were little kids, we thought, what's he trying to do? That's amazing. That is, she was a competitor. Anyway, uh, I go back that far, and uh, I'm sure glad they got the Zambonis going because it, it made our life special and much easier. Well, this is a question for all of you. If you could have anyone, um, whether they're with us, being still alive, or uh, no longer with us as your skating partner for a day, who would that be? Well, that's a tough question. No, it <laughs> isn't. I, I had so many wonderful partners. I, I loved them all as a... As a okay, where's the that, tissue? Bring on the tissue. tissue. Where's the box? Yeah, but uh, so I couldn't really Can pick one. Uh, I'd have to say they all made me look good. They all contributed greatly to my longevity of my career. I was blessed. Uh, beautiful girls, uh, talented athletes, and unreal. Uh, so I'd have to invite them all to one party and say, can I skate with each one of you for a minute? <laughs> well, I know, I think I would go back and say, again, limited knowledge about figure skating, but I remember Peggy Fleming and I've always been amazed uh, at not so much the new generation of figure skaters because they're more gymnasts, but the grace and artistry that was Peggy Fleming, Jill Trenary comes to mind as uh, maybe one of the last, and Michelle Kwan most definitely as 
an artist on ice. And that's kind of what I think of uh, with you, uh, Richard, as well, in that you just were so graceful on the ice surface. I have uh, to I jump in. Good. Go, Judy. I would skate with Jim Sladke. He passed away in 2000. Um, sorry. 17 and I miss him every single day and uh, he was the he was fabulous I we went to Toronto one time and he was teaching I was he was my partner in when we won nationals actually we were married to it we were in Toronto one time at the cricket club cricket skating club and I was sitting in the lobby and he was teaching and somebody said who is that on the ice and they said, oh, that's Jim Slatke. And she said, who did he skate with? I never did watch her. <laughs> of course, <laughs> oh that was me. Gosh, that's hilarious. But it's so <laughs> true. He, he was really one of the guys of a dance team that you would watch the guy. He, and I sure loved him. Anyway. I have such fond memories of Jim and sharing the dressing room. And I have to tell the one story because it, it, it gets such wonderful reaction. Uh, I came off the ice at the uh, uh, forum uh, one day at a matinee and uh, I went in the dressing room and I sat down and I said, boy, that crowd is really tough today. And Jim looked at me and said, Richard, your fans died years ago. <laughs> and the whole dressing room just cracked up, and I've used that line. Uh, thank you, Jim. You get me yeah. a laugh every time. Yeah, he he got in a lot of trouble when he got home for that one. I'll tell you. Oh no, no, no. He he's a superstar, and uh, yeah. what fun! And he was a good cook, and he was an outdoors guy. Oh my God, talk about uh, you know who uh, who's the guy? Uh, Daniel Boone. Uh, oh. Anyway, he he loved the outdoors. I used to crack me up. Good man. That's awesome. Paige, anything to add? My mom. There you go. Yeah, yeah she it's, was great. It, it's it's e emotional when you think wow. back about uh, the people that have touched your lives uh, that unfortunately are no longer here. I've always thought it would have been great if we could have called the people. Um, you got to talk to him, but you never got to see him again. But I guess that doesn't teach us um, about loss. And we, we always will have the people uh, in our hearts. That's yeah. the thing that I think uh, helps me get through the day. So um, absolutely. what would any of you tell someone who's interested in skating and maybe wants to have a career uh, in it in one of the shows that's still out there? <laughs> Well, I think we'd all immediately go, no, don't do it. Yeah, don't. But <laughs> well, I, 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 don't, I think it's been great. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say, you're talking to three people who have been blessed with careers in this industry. I we remember sure having to um, quit my senior year of high school and my father driving me out saying, well, now what are you going to do? You don't even know how to type. And in those days, you know, women were secretaries, right? So um, I kept saying, I'm going to be a skater. I'm going to be a skater. Well, what are you going to do when you fall back on? I went, I'll be a skater. And, you know, my father was the uh, in show business. My grandfather was Streets of San Francisco. My dad did all the movies here in San Francisco. Uh, was the stage manager of the San Francisco Symphony for 27 years. And with his stagehand background, my mother's skating background, and then my mom married the manager of Belmont Iceland. <laughs> yeah. um, pretty much knew where my life was going to go. <laughs> yeah, and so it's I been great. Of them all. Yeah, God bless you, Murray Evans. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And how about, uh, how about you, Judy? Would you say don't do it? I mean, eventually there's... Um, Snoopy's going to pass his paws. I um, beg your pardon. <laughs> That's positively terrible. Who are you talking to? Um, Snoopy, I think. Yes. Uh, I would say never, ever. The worst advice I ever got was, Judy, you need to focus. 
You need to make sure you know what you're doing. It's the worst advice I ever had. I would say learn everything. Learn a musical instrument. Learn to walk on a balance beam. Learn gymnastics. Learn to play tennis. Learn how to uh, emote to an audience. Learn to sing. Learn to do anything you get the opportunity because it will help you in anything you try. Great wow, advice. Richard, did you hear that? Absolutely. I did, and uh, you nailed it. You're absolutely right. And my career, uh, I have to say, the first thing I tell young skaters is, do you love the sport? Are you having a good time? Is it fun? Are you enjoying it? That's the most important thing. Where you place in the championships of what you uh, achieve, or if you get to go with uh, ice shows, ice volleys, ice capades, Disney. Uh, but the thing is, if you love it, and, and it, it makes you happy. Uh, that, that's the key to everything. And I did go to school. I went to 26 different high schools to get through uh, high school when I joined Follies. And then uh, it took me 22 years to get through college. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I kept fighting to get that education. And that, that was the only thing that my mother was really proud of. When I graduated, she said, thank God you got that education. Now. I can rest in peace, but she didn't know that I was going to escape forever or, or try to. It's it's uh, I've just been lucky with health and everything. God's been good to me. Well, and it's one of the things that as I've gotten older, um, in talking to younger kids, my grandkids and kids, uh, if they'll listen to me, is to find something that you're passionate about and that you like to do. Because if you do, then it's not really a job. And I've been blessed that there's uh, to, to meet so many people, to meet you, Judy, to meet you, Richard, uh, Paige, and all the people I've come across in my career. It's been special. And I think that that's the thing that I hear from all three of you today is the passion that you have for what you do. Yeah. We yeah. don't say I have to go to work. We say I have to go to the rink or I have a exactly. show tonight. And or I you say, have to drive the Z. And I say Snoopy has to go. But I, I get to talk about the, I have three Zamboni stories, if I may. Yes. Is this a good time? Yes, yes. you may. Please, please. Okay, line up for this one. The first, <laughs> one. the first one is when we were competing, Jim and I got the idea that if we did, um, it, one of the things that in compulsory ice dancing is that you need to uh, trace your pattern like they do in this in the figure eights and nobody ever did that uh you had to do them exactly the same we thought so jim was the zamboni operator at the rink in wilmington delaware he was the official and we would get when everybody else left because we trained all night he would get on the zamboni we do our compulsory dances and then he'd get in the zamboni and he'd run over them and we'd try it again oh to, wow. see, if, to see if they matched we finally got to the point, the worst one was a Westminster Waltz, but we did it. The second Zamboni story is I choreographed a number for Snoopy and the Zamboni. So Zamboni would have been his partner. And it was to, if you go away on this summer day, and the Zamboni, as it was driving away, Snoopy would be going, if you go away. And then Snoopy would be doing his thing, and then he would turn around, and the Zamboni would be coming back. And he'd say, but if you stay, it was going to be fabulous. And they told me that Snoopy couldn't be on the ice with the Zamboni because it was illegal. Third one, Grossinger's closed. Richard knows the Grossinger's for sure. Grossinger's closed. And they called me. It was 1990, and I had just bought this house, and Jim had just left me. I had no money. And they called and said, we've got to get rid of our stuff. Would you like to buy the Zamboni? And I couldn't. And it never dawned on me to call Richard, not you, Richard, Richard Zamboni, or Charles Schultz and say, can, can you spot me some money for a Zamboni? <laughs> wow. <laughs> those are, that, those are amazing well, stories. Wasn't it Sparky used to say, uh, Gee, I'm the only guy that has two Zambonis and a jet. Yes. You know? 
<laughs> but it was true. Yeah. And his best thing in the in the uh, strip was people love to to listen to see a babbling brook, a roaring fire, and a Zamboni cleaning the ice. Exactly. I have to say that the uh, I was honored. My name was in the cartoon uh, in 1980 on a Sunday. We were playing Boston uh, Garden, and in the morning, my phone started ringing. People said, you're in the cartoon, you're in the cartoon. Actually, that the finished Zamboni was in that cartoon also, the name Zamboni. And that was the first time for both of us. Now, Zamboni's been in the cartoon probably 50 times, and I think I made it once more. <laughs> but what a what a thrill to go. I made my debut in uh, Peanuts with Zamboni. It was neat. That That's an awesome story. Now, I know that, Richard, you're still skating because I've been told that. How often do all three of you still skate if we're allowed in the states that we are in uh, to get on the ice? Well, for me, uh, I, I skated every day. I'd go just to the adult session. It's an hour, uh, 45 minutes. And uh, of course, Pickwick has closed down. And uh, I must say, I, I it opened up briefly. And then the Valley Ice Center, they're both operated by the LA Kings. It opened up, but it closed yesterday. So I haven't been skating out, but I try to skate. I love it. I love it. Just to, it's for my own amazement, you know, just to get out there. Awesome. And great exercise as well. It's good to, Paige, yeah. Paige, do you still get on the ice? Um, I do, usually about uh, 10 months out of the year. Um, the uh, I choreograph the, um, I co-coach the San Francisco Ice Theater, which, um, you know, is really great because we're teaching these kids that it's, it's the theatrics, it's the performing, it's the passion, and they get to go tell a story on ice. Um, we've been blessed to be uh, five-time uh, junior champions and um, really, really excited to do that with them. So that is the only time I get to do any kind of coaching. I don't do individual coaching. The rink keeps me way too busy for that. So Saturday mornings at 5 a.m. is my my go-to with, uh, we have 60, close to 70 uh, skaters and keeping them in line and warming up and skating with them. Um, but it goes okay. But, you know, the old knees aren't what they used to be and the injections are getting more and more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to get as many injections as I can while I'm still employed. <laughs> but I have a Zamboni story for you. Fire away. My first Zamboni experience was at the Dorothy Hamill Outdoor Holiday Ice Rink in San Francisco at the Embarcadero. And I was uh, pregnant with my daughter at the time, and they asked me if I would manage. So I was the manager of the facility, and um, something had happened, and I got a phone call, and they said, when can you get back? I'm like, um, I gave birth yesterday. Um, and they said, well, we need somebody to come back and run the facility. We've had an incident. So four days after giving birth, I went and learned how to drive a Zamboni up a four foot ramp to get onto the ice. Wow. That was my first Zam experience. I thought I was just the cat's meow. I could drive a Zamboni and I'm a mom. You know, women Zamboni drivers are not all that many. So no, we, and matter of fact, we did a podcast with a couple, one who drives for the Tampa Bay lightning. So thank you for that plug. I want to drive for an NHL game one day. That's, that's <laughs> on my bucket list. Doug, help me out. Can Snoopy ride with you? Oh, the and machines are designed for one person, one person only Judy. And that's the not operator. At the Redwood empire ice <laughs> arena. There that's are true, Judy. I know. I won't. I won't do it unless Judy's my co-pilot. Excuse me. Snoopy. Unless Snoopy's my co-pilot. Don't okay, don't well, say that. We've lost we've lost people that way. <laughs> we'll have to work on that one. 
Okay. Um, Judy, are you still skating these days? Is, is Snoopy still skating and getting out there and getting exercise? It, um, it's a little horrible. You don't want to hear this story. Uh, in two, two years ago, I guess, I had, I finally had to have surgery on a foot that broke years ago and getting ready for the NASA, uh, 50th anniversary of Apollo, um, I decided to do it then, and I was on my back in bed with my foot above my head for seven months. Ooh. After that, oh, no. I went back to get on the ice, and the skate just didn't feel right. So I went up to this fellow that I know in Lake Placid, and I said, help me with my skates. He had just fixed the skates in February of this year. And then I had some Snoopy jobs out in California. And when I came back, we were under lockdown. So I don't know. I don't know if I can skate or not. Oh. Well, you can well, go to my rink and I'll let you practice. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of skates, how many pairs of skates have you three owned in your career? And what is your favorite brand of skate and or blade? Because I guess blades and skates don't necessarily come from the same supplier. Oh, well, I, I've been with Harlink for since 1952. And I probably bought two pairs of skates every year uh, while I was with the show. So that, that tells you that how many, that's 60 some years ago. So that uh, I've been, a, they've been good to me. I've been a good customer. <laughs> that's amazing and do you still have some of your old pairs of skates richard uh, uh, tragically i still have too much stuff <laughs> and with this pandemic i've been trying to clean out the garage and uh this and that and i i've discovered uh i found skates and i can't believe it. how did they get in that corner you know and uh yeah i still have quite a few left you i should really give them away Pairs, you know. Pardon? You need to save a few pairs. Oh. Well, I've got them. I've got them. And then, you know, the Harlick always put the top hat and cane on the skate. So that uh, was great fun. I think that there's several places I know that would love to have a pair of those skates um, to display. Uh -huh. Good. They can have them. <laughs> Help me clean. Clean the garage. Well, we'll help you work on that. Judy, how many pairs of skates has Snoopy gone through in Snoopy's I, career? I didn't make as much money as Richard. <laughs> so I probably, in my professional, I probably had, I probably have only had maybe 10 pairs. Wow. Wow. Pops? I don't know. I used them forever. Um, but the best part in the blades was when we were second in the world by one tenth of a point thank you very much no resentment here no <laughs> the ice dancers then that won worlds used to get gold blades is it mk i think that gave the gold blade the gold star what are they is that mk gold, steel? Okay. gold star uh, right that, that's it's mk very isn't? young yes i i doesn't I, remember I, anyway um in 1970 we were a tenth of a point behind the champions and instead of giving the gold blades to them, they gave them to us because oh. they felt that there was a bit a little something in that judge's room. None of that goes on. No. None of that goes on in skating, is it? That would almost be construed as politics. I I'm can't imagine. Pass, I'm gonna pass on that and say the nice thing was that anytime I was Snoopy, my mother knew because I had the gold blades. Oh. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, this should be an easy one because you probably only skated in thousands of ranks. What was your favorite rink to skate in, Richard, Judy, and Paige? If anybody says anything but the Redwood Empire Ice Arena, I have to leave the call. I'll vote for that. That's the most beautiful ice rink in the whole world. And uh, the ice show, when it was presented in the theater uh, uh, in the round, it, it was fab fabulous. Yeah, that was a thrill. Number when one. That, when it was in the show setting, it was just absolutely magical. Yes, but I'm going to uh, have to say um, and play favorite that 
my new house here in San Francisco is quite magnificent. Staring at the San Francisco skyline while you're skating and watching the sun go down is, is special. Yeah, you're right. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's awesome. I'm going to throw a couple of questions at pay. I'm sorry, Judy, go ahead. No, I just said, I Richard, you would agree with anyone. This is great. Talk about Yeah, I'm, I'm good at that. I, I know. I'm an easy guy. I think guy. you could run for office. I'm thinking about it. Please yeah. do. <laughs> please, please, please do. <laughs> Somebody with common sense old. would be a treat. I'm too old. Oh, you're never too old. You're never too old. Paige, um, this is more along the lines of operating a rink in a somewhat male-dominated industry. What advice can you offer young people um, or young women who want to get into managing an ice rink? First thing I would say is to get on board with the Ice Skating Institute, the ice sports industry, and their, uh, their IAIM program, the ISI University. Uh, it's had a couple of name changes over the years, but in being one of three female who went through ice arena management training with operations program and management, um, it was eye-opening. And like Judy, I think Judy said earlier, learn everything, you know? Um, I remember getting my binder and Doug, I think you and I attended that same course in, uh, at the Pettit. Ogle, Ogle baby. Oh no, the Pettit. Yeah, I do remember Pettit. that. When yep. we went to operations and they gave me an operations manual that was as thick as a 1960 phone book. And I just sat there and cried. I don't know what a British thermal unit is. <laughs> and um, coming out of that test and I missed acing it by one question. Oh gosh. That's that's awesome. I mean, that that, yeah. that is. Going to your seminars, going to the industry conventions, taking these courses online, learn how to be a skating director, learn how to be a hockey coordinator, learn how to run the front desk, you know, start from the ground up. We did. We started in tots and we made it to the top. It's the same thing with arena management. Start as a cashier and work your way up. Learn everything because then you get to mentor the next generation. That's awesome. Um, before I ask the group um, about food, because I'm a bit of a food aficionado, as my belly would show if uh, you could see it. Um, this one's for you, Paige. Craziest experience that does not begin or end with the involvement of one of your cohorts named Fedek. Well, you need to repeat that question from the beginning because you uh, blanked out. <laughs> I'm sorry. So the craziest experience that does not begin or end with the involvement of one of your famous cohorts named Fedek. Hmm. Craziest experiences, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. This is a family-rated show. I can't go there. <laughs> That's too much. I know that you've had many. There's been with the ISI. Uh, there's been many. I can remember um, cow patty and cow with. Oh, uh, yes. My dear friend Shane Douglas. Yes. And I, um, you know, I think the first convention I ever went to with ISI uh, was in Florida. And I think we stayed at the place that has the little duckies. Um, Peabody. Well, the Peabody, Peabody, not not the, the Peabody, Peabody, but the Peabody. Yeah. And they were having a pool party, and my roommate was Lenny Rochester uh, for that event. And I said, "Well, I just I can't go to this party just as a pool party. I I don't know what. I just I had to dress up. That's just what a show folk do." So we went to a Walmart, and I found a muumuu and a couple coconuts and a grass skirt, and. <laughs> Uh, a good time was had by all, yes. So from That's, that point on, Shane Douglas and I would attend the uh, ISI parties every year in some sort of themed costume. You can't you can't take the show out of the showgirl. No, and it was quite entertaining. It was always fun at those 
uh, get-togethers, um, which were usually around a pool, or there might have been a couple adult beverages involved. Um, but it was always fun uh, to see what your outfits were going to be. It was one of the highlights of the, the conferences. Again, back to Karen Kresge. I learned it all from her. <laughs> Just think, I could have been a duck. <laughs> so as I'm a big lover of food, um, uh, the opportunity for all three of you, um, where is your favorite or what is your favorite type of food? Where would be your favorite meal if you had to choose one meal? Uh, and what city might you find that in? I got it. My favorite food is sushi. The ice show, though, taught us never to eat food, if I remember. And I'm four foot ten, so that I couldn't even eat a pretzel. But everybody here that was on the road with Ice Follies, Richard, has to know of the Carmen Club in Toronto. Yes, yes. I would, I would not eat for like six weeks. So that I could go to the Carmen Club and eat. And then I'd go home and, you know, you, you can't eat it once every six weeks. But that's what you did in the ice show. Yeah, they made it tough on the girls. They weighed them in every week. and they, But they all were beautiful. Uh, the Carmen no, Club was. Wasn't. That's why I became the dog. See, I lost the microphone. Sorry, Doug. Um, that's why I became the dog. I couldn't be beautiful. I, I, I don't know. I remember steakhouses in Omaha. That was a fun uh, night on the night off uh, to, to go and have a, a big dinner uh, before we opened Exarban. And uh, I don't know, there are a lot of great restaurants right now. Uh, you know, I don't cook, so you can imagine it's been a tough four months for me. I learned to do some stuff, but I'm, uh, you know, I, I got the microwave, thank God. But, uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, when they opened Timmy Nolan's, a little Irish uh, pub restaurant, God, I was so excited I could go back and eat. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, that, that's where I kind of hang out if I go for food here in L.A. It's in the Valley. Golly. Paige. I've been to a few, uh, a few dinners with you, Doug. And um, and Rob McBride, president of ISI, and uh, Mr. Jim Hartnett, <laughs> to add a few. And um, I'm going to say every time we met in Boston and we drove the cab and we had some lobster and it was a wicked pizza. Um, I'm going to have to say lobster in Boston any day, any time. Let's go. North End always has some great food. Pagliuca's is one of my favorites. It's a kind of a family-style restaurant in the North End. Best pizza ever. Um, and I've been to New Haven to Sally's and the other. I think that there's two of them there. And I can tell you that the best pizza ever is San Tapio's, just on the north uh, end of, of the last local exit in Boston. I think it's in Eastie or where I. Ed Peduto is going to harp on me about not being able to remember. I just remember how to get there when I'm coming out of Logan. I know. And best, and yeah. My husband and I there, too. Yeah. And That's best barbecued I, ribs are Saz's Barbecue in Milwaukee. Miracle on Ice guy owns the place, right? Aruzioni's father um, worked there. Okay, and, got it. Um, it's a great place. It's mentioned in Mike's book that I was able to read, which is a great read if you're looking for it. And Richard, um, as I like to cook, you're always welcome if you want to come down to the beautiful metropolis of Whittier, and I'll be happy to cook for you whatever meal that you like. Uh, Thank I'd you. Be I'd be honored to have you as a guest at our house. I'm on Judy, my <laughs> Judy you're, you're welcome as well. Once people can start flying around, you're a little far for me. Uh, right now, I think the commute in Jersey would be a little difficult for you, but you want to come out here, I'm happy to cook for you, and I'm in the midst of growing some I tomatoes. Fly this up with, I, fly, I fly this up with camel. There you go. There you go. There's you no should problem. be able to get here shortly. Just yeah. make sure the Red Baron doesn't get you on the way out. Hey, okay. <laughs>
Well, this has been so entertaining for me. I cannot thank you all enough for the opportunity to speak with three legends. Um, Paige, you, you are one in my eyes with all the hard work you put in to get to your career. Um, Richard, uh, I thank you so much for everything that um, I've been able to enjoy in my career uh, and in my life to see you skate. And Judy, um, Snoopy is a very, I, when I was a young boy, I had a plastic Snoopy um, toy that I think finally um, either some of my mom's grandkids or great grandkids finally destroyed it, but it was probably from um, 112 years ago when I was young. So it's been a, a great experience. And uh, I've got my counterpart here, um, Marty Elliott uh, from our Canadian facility. He's, uh, I think he's got a question or two to ask before we depart. Um, I'm gonna turn it over to him to, to see what he has to say, Marty. Thanks, Doug. I have to tell you, we've done over 20 podcasts, I think it's fair to say, Doug. Probably 20, 25. I think so. Yeah. You three, I have to bow and say thank you for such beautiful shared memories. It's an honor to be able to listen to you three. And I look forward to the feedback that our audience all over the world will listen to you and this podcast, you've enlightened us, especially me. It's just been, I, I am so grateful to be a part of this. So thank you. Just want to say thanks. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, yeah. thank you Doug. We love the Zamboni. It gets our ice clean. I want to well, thank Zamboni Corporation and family for, you know, being at the forefront of everything skating. Thank you for everything you do, your outreach, your community involvement. It's so wonderful, especially when you're dealing with such nice people. We love you all, Judy. If it wasn't for you and Paige and Richard and all the other skaters out there and Paige's involvement in keeping the industry going with her rink, um, we would not be able to do what we do. It, it's you, the skaters, uh, that allow us to have jobs and to be part of this wonderful industry it's it's been a great one and um i'm so fortunate this is this is it, it's taken me 30 some years well close to 40 years um to finally take my schooling and put it to use uh which my mom and uh, if my dad was still around he would uh, be happy but uh it's been a treat for me and i thank the company for allowing me the opportunity to to have a sit down and uh, fireside chats with with everybody involved like today we want to thank everyone for listening into another episode of Ask the Zamboni Experts podcast. Have a question for one of our experts or an idea for a future episode, please email your questions or request to info at Zamboni.com. For more info and additional podcast episodes, please visit Zamboni.com forward slash podcast or search Ask the Zamboni Experts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. 